0: Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. We believe that this message is going to open up the seals and cause you to have a deeper revelation into the Word of God that will make you see beyond the latest in the Word. Here is Dr. David. We we'll continue with what we have been dealing with and that is uh, transformed by your thoughts. So, let's pray. Father God, we just thank you this morning. Uh, we exhort you, we trust in mighty and everlasting Father, you communicate your mind to us and cause your world to be effectual in a life for transformation. Oh God of glory, that will move from one level of life to another by reason of your world as you quicken them to us in our spirit man, in Jesus name. Amen. Alright, so, transform by your thoughts or transformed by thoughts whichever way we're trying to establish this fact that your thought is very important in in that which you can receive from God and the way you live your life we're trying to say from the scripture that thought as powerful as prayer so let's take a reading uh, from Ephesians 3 verse 20 our first scripture on this uh, main text so far is Ephesians 3 verse number 20 glory to God and here the bible says now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us so you got to understand this Now it simply means your prayer is connected to an energy that's resident within you and the same way your thought is connected to an energy that is resident within you the power that worketh in us. In other words, by the time we think the right thoughts and what we are expecting or pray the right prayers, God takes it up and there is a spirit, a power of God within us that brings transformation to our lives. God is not expecting us to stagnate. On a daily basis, your thinking pattern has a lot to do with your life, has a lot to do with your progression in life, and has to do with where you finally find yourself at the end of the day. Praise God, somebody. Alright, so let's quickly look at Proverbs 23, verse number 7. The King James says, Proverbs 23, verse number 7. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink saith he to thee, but his heart is not with thee. Now, if you look at this just the way it is from the King James, you will not be able to see exactly what the scripture says is saying. So, I would like us to read it from um, uh, let's take it from what translation am I going to use right here? Woo! Okay, let's take it from maybe the message translation. Or amplify, you can first start from amplify, we're going to look at about three passages. Amplify said, first as he thinketh in his heart? so is he, as one who reckon he says to you, Eat and drink, yet his heart is not with you, but is grudging the cost. Think about that. I don't know if I'm getting this. So now, now here with somebody and everything is put together and you are dining with individuals. Come on, man. Keep on eating. Oh yeah, this is set for you. No, this is for you. It's about, listen, his heart is saying, this man is just eating all my food. I'm thinking of how much I used. You understand that? Good. In other words, those who think that we are greedy and stingy. But you can't see it on their surface. On their surface. Merely, you know, dining with them or fellowship with them. You will not be able to dictate that. But their heart is saying, oh, I'm spending too much on this person. Praise the living God. The heart is where the issue is. You're thinking, now, if you read it from other translation, Let's get from, uh, maybe, Amplify. I'm um, Sorry. Mersey translation. Okay. Message says, He'll be as stingy with you as he is with himself. He will say, Eat, drink, but won't mean a word of faith. You together? So when you say somebody is stingy, it's coming from his thought pattern. You are who you are in the way you think. I don't think I'm getting that. So the man is stingy. But on the surface, he's no, saying, come on, just keep on eating. Oh, the table is set before you. All oh, the meal is set before you. And you think you are with somebody who is actually freeing his mind. Unknown to you that you are sitting before a stingy fellow. you thinking of the cost, how much he spent in preparing the food. It's like saying, why did this man come at all? I don't think I'm getting this. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Your thought produces your personality. Your thought reveals your real you unto you. Hallelujah. I don't know if you are getting this. So I want you to be careful the way you think because as a man thinketh, so is he. And God will do exceedingly above all that you ask to think. Did you get that? Yeah. So your personality, everything about you is factored in your thoughts. Your progress in life is factored in your thinking. Whatever progress you intend to make in life, you can think it out. Just like you can pray it out. I don't know if you getting this. You need to understand what I'm talking about. If you can pray out issues in relation to problems by implication, you pray in our solution. You can think out solution in situations that are difficult. Hallelujah. I illustrated last week I'm sure atmosphere is tense and hot and somebody sat down and said we can produce something that is called air conditioner I'm not sure those who produce all of these things were praying I don't know if get in that they just talk about it and then they use ingenuity within their spirit that's why you must understand this fact when God created man he gave you a spirit, he gave you a mind and God did not take away your mind when you were born again he only said renew your mind by the way you think that is why the men who are not born again can create things that the believers can create, why? they are not using their mind I don't know if you are getting this Look at the whole world today. China, this, whatever. I read of a plane yesterday that is, you know, they got a swimming pool on the plane. They got a shopping mall on the plane. One plane. You need to look at the picture of this plane. In fact, I'm so scared. I won't travel with such a plane. But that is what man have created and is flying. I am saying these people are not what you call born again people. How are they doing that? They're using their mind. Because God never gave you your mind and took it away when you fell. No, your mind is sitting there. You can create with your thinking. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. There is power in your thinking. And I want you to exercise that. And I want you to take advantage of your spirit and create it and move from the level you are to another level. As you pray, Think. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, this fellow that you are eating with is thinking about the cost of the food. And in his mind, he's saying, Who even invited this fellow here? I never said he should come at this time. But you don't know all of that. But that is who the man is. It's a stingy fellow. Together, so if you want to describe somebody that is stingy, it's because of the way he thinks. If you think of somebody who is unable to give generously, it's because of the way he thinks, and so you can come to a place where I say, if I give this offering, but what about this? Uh, if I, if I, what, what about this? What all the ifs, if, if, are running through your mind, you surely will not be able to do anything because it applies to the principle of faith when it comes to faith no if I don't know if you are getting that when it comes to thinking no if think straight this is what I want to do and I show you the energy to do what you are thinking about will come to pass hallelujah I said hallelujah praise God praise God all right, I'm going to show you something. If I come to the children of Israel, but let's look at it. The book of Psalm 78, verse 40 and 41. 78: 40 and 41. Glory to God. King James. It said, "How often did they provoke Him, that's God now, in the wilderness, and grieve Him in the desert?" And the next thing says, "Yea, they turned back." and tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. That was the point. With the attitude, they limited the Holy One of Israel. And they were thinking, now I will show you. Go with me to the book of Numbers. Numbers 11, reading from verse number 4. Oh God. What translation I'm going to use again? Let's take it from the message translation. Numbers 11, verse number 4. The riffraff among the people had a craven, and soon they had the people of Israel with winning that's withering. Why can't we have meat? Listen to that. What's the next thing? Verse five. We ate flesh in Egypt and got it free to say nothing of the cucumbers and the melons and the leeks and onions, and garlic. We got them free. Goes the next thing. But, nothing tastes good out here. All we get is manna, manna, manna. Hallelujah. Are you getting that? They were just thinking. And so, that is where you now see Psalm 78. You go back there. And the saying Psalm 78, the limited the holy one because you turned your back on God. Hallelujah. Are you following what I'm saying here? they said, Well, they are moving. God remember God promised them a promised land, a good land, fruitful land. He's taking them on a journey. But they go to this place and they said, Man, what's all this with God? Hey yeah, uh, Moses. And uh, yeah, you say, God is giving us... Oh, come on, Eliam, lion with me, Ka-Hanoni. and here yeah, we are just eating manna, 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 every day. Nothing refreshing. Huh? Think about what we're having in Egypt. The melons were there, the cucumbers were there, the garlics were there, the onions were there. Everything was free. You see, our thinking can reduce you to nothingness. That is the way with a fairly way enjoying and have more been slaves than being free. Did you get that? Oh, we were getting all of this still free in Egypt. Now you brought us to the wilderness and all that you are giving to us this manna. Now, I love the description that the major translation gives to these people. He called them refraff. Did you get that? The refraff people are the one that engineered and generated this thought in the heart of the children of Israel. And because of that, the Bible says, they limited the Holy One of Israel. What does it mean to limit? It means the idea from scraping to pieces, they reduced God to the level of inability to fulfill what He intended to do for them. As a man thinking, it is hard. So is it. God could do exceedingly above all that you ask or think. Now they are thinking negatively and they're going to get negative results. Did you get that? They limited the Holy One. They put strain or chains in the hands of God to do what He wanted to do for them. Your thinking you can reduce God and limit God. The way you think. Hallelujah. Praise God. us I mean, Crabble. To set a mark on. In other words. God you can not do beyond this level. For us. Just by the way of thinking. I mean. What do you think about your life? Hallelujah. What are you expecting? I mean. What are your dreams about your life? I need you to think about that. What have you proposed within your spirit? to achieve in the next one year or two years or three years your thinking pattern is what matters you can achieve all of that I promise you by your thinking for when you think you are generating energy and you are bringing God in that's why I say you do exceedingly above what you ask or think the energy of God for you to accomplish all of those things will be released to you when you think positively what you want to achieve, what you want to get. Hallelujah. I think when of us was sharing during the prayer meeting and he talks about the power of positive thinking. I remember some years I taught him that. You no, know, my P was one man who would think True thoughts and get into massive success. You can find the book to read it. It calls the it power of thinking. Powerful book. If you will. When it comes to positive thinking. Are you there with me? That's why you find that in Genesis chapter 11, the people that came to build the tower they were not believers. How many of you understand that? Good. But they said to themselves, we can build a tower and get up to God. Let's, let's build this house. And that was all. Their thought is to build. And the energy to build was there. Because why? They were in one mind. Their thinking was synchronized. They've come to that place and said, we've got to achieve this and nothing will be able to stop us. God saw the danger in the heart of these people. And he said, if we don't confuse them now, they're really going to achieve it. Hallelujah. I don't know if you are following what I'm saying here. So, you see, don't limit God by the way you think. Yesterday, I was counseling with a sister, and she said, Excuse me, sir, I'm got a problem, and I feel I should take my life. I said, Is that so? What's your problem? I am 39. I'm not married yet and I don't think I'll be able to get to 40 in this condition. So I'm thinking of taking my life. I say, have you got a rope around you? Let me know when you want to do it. I can assist you. Tie the rope up there. i remove the chair. You swing. I call the people. They bring you down and then six feet below, you're gone. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. How can you be thinking of suicide because you are not married at 39? What's your problem? <laughs> As a man thinketh in his head, so is it. Now, John little thought alone is producing other patterns, is producing energy, and now she's focused going towards the direction. What's the direction? Suicide. Because he's thinking about herself. She's thinking, oh, she can no longer make it in life as a woman. Who told you that? Praise God. <laughs> and some of you have all those kind of thoughts in your heart as well. You may not be suicide, but you have concluded in your life, I know nothing good will come out of me. As you spoke unto the Lord, so will He do unto you. You're meeting God. Are you following me? Your thoughts you better take heed of your mind. It's powerful, is energetic, is filled with such power that you can be taught to strength by just the way you think. Hallelujah. You see, in the book of I think First Corinthians chapter eight, Paul was making a description of the issue of meat sacrifice to idol. How many of you remember that? Very good. And he said, for some of us, there is nothing like an idol. Because we know that there is one God. I don't know if you are getting that. How did he come to that conclusion? I'm not thinking of an idol to be anything. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. I read recently of an incident they took this guy to a shrine. Maybe they wanted to make sacrifice with him or so. I don't know. But they kept in the shrine. And they offered food. For the idols in the shrine. This guy got hungry. And started eating the food. And he came the next day and they said. What is the food we kept here? And I, said, I was hungry and I ate the food. Hallelujah. So what happened? The man you captured. Have finally become your God. Because you said the food for a God, now the man have eaten it. He's not your God. Because for him, there is nothing like an idol. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. And so Paul said, if not for the weak ones, if not for those who will be thinking of maybe there's something, if not for him, I will eat. our glory to God because his mind is not factor in anything called idol, no, you don't think about that I, I've always told you this you see, you truly generate energy into those things that you call idol, and they work two days ago in the east a particular shrine was destroyed by the youth of the community and I'm sure they also killed the priest in that place the shrine couldn't do anything so where was all the power all this while? They destroyed the shrine, strained the shrine to strike, killed the priest. Did Juju Kulu do anything? And arrest the people. As long as they say we can't allow this again in the community, that's all. They receive another energy that overpowered whatever thing they call shrine. I told us here some time ago. Anytime you see an idol somewhere, you'll shivering. You see sculptural pieces, you'll be shivering. Remember that? But take this thing overseas. They place them in their gallery, and then you pay to go watch and see what carvings are there. So anytime they cross from Nigeria, their power is gone. They become artwork. When you return them to Nigeria, they become juju. Thinking. I don't know if I get it, what I'm saying you that energizes those idols and demons take advantage of that and you feel there is something very big about Shrine whatever amen as you think in your heart the power of thought be transformed by the renewing of your mind which has to do with your thinking be transformed by that are we together so whatever level of life that you are living in now is that really connected to your prayer and your thinking? You are structured and God can help you beyond your level of thinking. I don't know if i getting this. Are you thinking about a bright future for yourself? Are you seeing any glory in your tomorrow? <laughs> glory to God. Are you seeing anything wonderful, tangible coming your way very soon? You can think glorious things and move into a realm of glory just by your thinking. Your powerful, powerful mind is always at work. Take advantage of your power that's resident within you which has to do with your mind. Are you with me? Go with me to the book of Luke. Let me look at something for you there. Luke 15. Verse 11. King James. The Bible says, said, A certain man had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that followed to me. And he divided unto him, unto them his living. And this is very, very critical. Understand this? I'll show you something. Let's just read. And not many days after the young younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country, and there wasted his substance with riotous living. (laughs) Son, it makes me laugh when I read this. He said riotous living. But you know what they teach us? In the early times, they taught us that he was sleeping with prostitutes with the money. Have you heard that story before? Yeah. That's how people preach things into scripture that are not there. Somebody called me last month and he said, Pastor, I need this scripture. Please help me because we're going to Sunday school and I made a Sunday school teacher. I need that scripture because I can't find it. The scripture that says when Noah was building the ark, people came and defecating on the ark. You know, that's a story that goes on. Is it in the Bible? No! Then I told her, there is no scripture like that. He said, but that's what they've been saying. I said, yeah, it's what they have been saying, not what the Bible is saying. So sometimes what you hear people say, which are not true, becomes your lifestyle, becomes your pattern of thinking, and what motivates and guides you. What you hear from people shapes your thinking. It shapes your thinking. So this person was telling me all along he knew that. But now he's going to Sunday school and I want to get the scripture right so that in case question comes. When men were defecating on Noah's ark and he will come and clean them. He will clean and walk and he will come the next day, they fill the whole place with phases, you clean and all that. Where did you read the Bible? This one right just living doesn't mean you were a prostitute. But that's what he told us. I am not know if you remember that. That's why it's good you read the Bible for yourself. As much as possible. No matter who preaches, go back to the scripture. Look at the next thing. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in the land, and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his field to feed swine. And he found... He will fain have filled his belly with the husk. That is why he did it. And no man gave up to him. And when he came to himself, this is where I'm going to. He said, How many higher servants of my father's house have bread enough to spare and a perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father. And I will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. I will arise. Where did he come from? From within him. He was just thinking, what is going on here? Now, the first thing I wanted to share with you is, he knew his right. For every Hebrew child, they got inheritance from their father. Especially when the father is about to pass on. The father will share the inheritance for them. So there was nothing wrong with the request. Are you getting that? I know I have a portion of your inheritance. I need mine now. I don't want to wait. Nothing wrong with it. And some of you, you don't have that understanding that you can demand from God what you need to have right now. And God is not going to say no to it. If you know you are right, you can get it. Did you get that? If you know what you want, how many of you know that we are joint heirs with Christ? Did the Bible say that we are joint heirs with Him, and we can make the mind on God on what we want? (laughs) Praise God! So this young man said, "Now I know, as a son, I've got an inheritance. I need mine now. I don't want to wait." And the father had no objection to that. He obliged and gave to him his inheritance. And the Bible says he went and he spent them riotously. But there's something I love about God. This is a picture of God and his people. No matter how wasteful you're going to be, <laughs> God's have more than abundance to restore you. I don't know if I that. That's why your yesterday should not be a thing of regret continuously matter how rich you are and then you fall out of faith, go back to your father. God is restoring you back and more than enough. You can't deplete heaven resources. You, In fact, whatever thing you pick from heaven and, and wasted it cannot amount to anything. The storehouse of heaven is still loaded. you got to understand that. And and be gentle with yourself. I was counseling with somebody in Lagos. And in fact, the person called me. She, she was in one of my meetings some time in Lagos. Towards Badagri. And they got my number from someone. I said, I feel like reaching out to you, sir. I said, So what's the problem? She was already crying too. Almost, I think this one now she's 37. So I'm already 37. I'm not married. And there was this guy. ...that told me he flew from... Uh, ...I don't know where he flew from... ...that he came to the country because of me... ...and then... ...we got talking and so on and so forth... ...and now... ...I went to check the guy up... ...the guy checked out of the hotel... ...that he was lodging in... ...I can't find him anymore... ...I feel like dying... ...I said... ...did you know where to buy one of those chemicals? ...I won't I never tell you not to die... Hallelujah. It's your choice. Are you getting this? This young man told the father, I need it all right now. And he gave it to him. And he went, and burned the whole thing off. And when hunger hit him, his brain started to work. Did you get that? When the thing became tough, the brain began to work. And the brain said, you are here, where's it? There's more than enough in your father's house. And he said, oh, no, 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 no. I must go back home. Nobody preached to him. You become who you think. You think yourself into your glory. This guy said, man, I'm not going to stay here and be dying and my father have more than enough at home. No, 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 I'm going back. And guess what? The father was at the gate expecting him to come. (laughs) I love that. Amen? The father was by the gate expecting this guy to come back because the Bible tells us that as soon as the guy approached, he saw him coming. You remember that? He was all the time expecting to come back. What am I trying to tell you? Listen, God is always waiting for you to return back to him. If you're thinking, he will receive you. He will bless you. He will raise you up. He was there waiting. People that are not wanting to come back are your senior brothers. You understand what I'm talking about? Senior brother said, Hey, this guy took everything and wasted everything. You came back home, you clean a car for him, you give him a ring with authority. I have been here all along. And the father said, So what's the problem? You'll be here if you wanted to eat anything, did I say you shouldn't? You never asked me for anything. They are all within your reach. So what's the problem? And he said, this boy went and spent his money with Harlot. Were you following him there? The senior brother said he was spending money, spending his money and resources with Harlot. That means he was following this guy and praying, leave him not come back. Just stay there and die. Don't come back. Waste everything. In fact, he was angry that his junior brother came back. And that's exactly how we are in the church. When you see your brother prospering, what do you think? How do you feel? Praise God. But what brought this transformation to this man that I'm talking about? Thinking. Nobody preached to him, nobody advised him, he never attended any counseling section. (laughs) Praise God. But when a mind came out whew, and he said no 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 I gotta go back home. Hallelujah. He came to himself. I mean if you remember I shared that with you the other Sunday. The woman with the issue of blood came to herself and said, If only I must touch. He taught to herself. And she got healed. This young man taught fruitfulness, abundance resident in the father's house and decide to go back home what do you think about anytime you're thinking there's an energy that enables you to do what you're thinking about if you want to steal right now you have an energy that will make you go and steal and you know when you come back and say oh, the devil made me sleep, did that oh the devil yeah so why haven't you been hearing from God once you can always hear from the devil you don't hear from God Hallelujah! Are we still together? All right. Let me take this last one, and I will let you go and think. <laughs> Look at the book of 2 Samuel, chapter six. I'm going to read from verse sixteen. A little bit of a long story, but you know the case of David and the wife, and it will point out certain things there. Well, part of thinking. All right. And as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Maker's daughter, Saul's daughter now, looked through a window. Hmm. And saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord. And she despised him where? In her heart. Her thinking. Imagine the whole king. Can you imagine? <laughs> People are all out there rejoicing. She was in the room, peeping through window. What a queen. Hallelujah. As a queen, she would not want to mess herself with other people. you understand that? She done not peeping through the window. The king is dancing, the queen is in the window. By the window. And verse 17 said, And I brought in the ark of the Lord and set it in his place in the midst of of the tabernacle that David had paid for it. And David offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. This is praying for the people now. And as soon as David had made an end of offering, I mean, burnt offerings and peace offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord of hosts. Did you see anything there? He was blessing the people. The wife was not there to get a blessing. How did she miss being in the midst of people to be blessed? Her thinking. Are you following this? <laughs> and the Bible says verse 19. And he dealt among all the people, even among the whole multitude of Israel, as well as to the women and men, to everyone, a cake of bread, glory, and a good piece of flesh, and a flagon of wine. So the people departed everyone to his house. Then David returned to bless his own household. And Mekah the daughter of Saul came out to meet him. And said look at the welcoming ceremony. How glorious for the king of Israel today. Who uncovered himself. In the eyes of the handmaids of his servants. As one of the very fellows, look at the description, shamelessly uncovered himself. What was in her heart, is being poured out. All along, where she was observing what was going on, a lot of descriptions now were flowing through her mind. That is what thinking can do for you. Look at the next thing. And David said unto me, It was before the Lord, who chose me before thy father, and before all his house, to appoint me ruler over the people of the Lord. Over Israel, therefore, will I pray before the Lord. Pray before the Lord. And he says, And I will yet be more vile than those. You better watch it, because your thinking is not going to stop me. When you make up your mind for God, don't allow anybody's statement distract you. You call me vain, you're gonna see more vainness. You go hang yourself. And I will be based in my own sight on the main seventh place that has spoken of. Of them shall I be shall I be held in honor? Yeah. You're saying before the people I was vain, said, but the people are gonna honor me. Hallelujah. Your thinking is not your thinking. you thinking this honor, they are thinking honor. What's the next thing? And the Bible says, Therefore, Mika, the daughter of Saul, had no child until the day of her death. Her thoughts caused her to be barren. Did you follow what I'm saying here? She will not get a blessing. Even in the midst of the people, she will not get a blessing, even at home. Are you following that? Why? Because of her thinking. Your thoughts will separate you from the congregation of God's people and take you away from the blessing that people are receiving. You're thinking. You can be in this congregation now, but you are not here. I don't know if you are following me. You, you might be thinking. I mean, I'm almost done with this, with this church. Um, I, I remember I was speaking with a sister who called me on the phone. She used to attend Munia's church. Anytime I, that's where she got to know me. And she connected on Facebook and she be receiving messages and so on and so forth. And so I was discussing with her. She just tried to chat me up two days ago. And I said, hey, hi service. Oh, I'm no longer in that church. Oh, that church is this started painting stories, bringing stories, picking pictures, whatever the case may be. And I said, okay, fine, fine, fine. So where are you now? So oh, I've not been able to get a new place where I'm going to be. Why not you start a church? The one you wear is not good. You've left now. You can't see any other one. Start a church. Mrs. Perfect. Start a church. Are you following what I'm saying? All this while she'd been in the church, her spirit was not there. That's how so many people are. And so every little thing pushed them out. Don't be surprised when people walk out of church and think that because something was wrong there, there was nothing wrong. Their mind has not always been there. Mika's mind was not in the midst of the congregation, not even at the fellowship of the home. Her mind was not there. Her spirit was not there. And God said, the only thing I will do to you is to keep you barren so that you don't reproduce this spirit. I don't know if you are following this. I don't want this spirit to be multiplied. If I allow you to give back now, you are going to contaminate the generation that is coming forward. You better be barren and die and go away. I don't know if you are getting this. Your thoughts are powerful. For God will do unto you exceedingly above all that you ask or think. You have to be careful how you handle your spirit. Praise the living God, somebody. You can think yourself into fruitfulness. You can think yourself into barrenness. You can think yourself into abundance. You can think yourself into poverty. You just can do it. Remember every form of thought you have if it is negative you are limiting God if it is positive you are allowing God to do what he wants to do for you are you following me somebody be careful how you think even in your home in relation to your husband be careful how you think very very critical you understand what I am saying be careful how you think in relation to your husband. In relation to your family. Your heart. Your heart. Is a major factor. Of what either you're going to get. Or you're going to lose. Your heart. As a man thinketh in his heart. So is he. You could be thinking stinginess. You're going to be stingy. Are you thinking abundance? You're going to be living in abundance. Because God would do exceedingly. Above. All that you ask or think. Your thought attracts energy, positive or negative. Just your thoughts. Praise God, somebody. I don't know if you are following me so far, and I want you to live in joy. I want you to live in happiness. I want you to live in abundance. I am praying for you. You are also praying but let's connect the next factor that will make our prayer powerful. And that's what? Our thinking pattern. Praise God, somebody.